he, he asks why does he do this, but I will tell you why. It's because there is spiritual authority in this place, and it rests with the one who has the spiritual authority, and that hug is a transference of spiritual authority so that I can, what? Bad doctrine. There will be a lot more to fix by the time I'm done today. You know, you have a real treasure with Frank. Um, We are part of the same uh, network. Uh, Frank is connected with Tikkun International. Hebrew word that means, it, it doesn't really translate well. Literally, it means restore. But it's always used with the word olam, except when we call ourselves Tikkun International. And Tikkun, it's funny because the guys in Israel have trouble with the word, the name Tikkun International. Do you know this, Frank? No, Tikkun in Hebrew, it means repair. We always use it with olam, which means universe, which we're saying the God's desire is to repair the world. God's desire is to restore all things. That was a good chance to say amen. Do we participate here? Sometime, not so much. A little, a little head bobbing lets me know that you're there and you're aware. Um, but uh, tikkun olam means the restoration of the world. Tikkun, by itself, in modern Israel, means a garage where you take your car to be repaired. You belong to the garage? What? This is what we get when we go to Israel and say we're part of tikkun. You're connected to the garage? Um, but, uh, but Dan Juster, who has he spoken here? And you all, may, some of you may know Dan, my rabbi. And uh, he's spending more and more time in Israel. And he is transferring more and more of the responsibility for training up our tikkun congregations to that guy, Frank. And he is highly, highly respected, and his influence, something that he taught us about, his influence in the organization is growing. Have you ever taught on influence here? That's amazing. The best teaching. You ought to bring that out and teach these people about influence. Um, I told you there would be a lot to fix by the time we're done. You know, uh, there are two Hebrew words on the Torah cover. Anybody know what they are? It's, it's, your, it's, it's in your building. It says dry clean only. No, it doesn't. It says, it says Keter Torah. Now, we all know what the Torah is, right? It's the five books of Moses written on sheepskin parchment. But what is Keter? I'll give you a clue. It's right in between the two words. A Keter is a crown, the crown of the Torah. And when I see the Torah here, it lets me know that this is a place that wants Yeshua, Jesus Christ, to be center, front and center. Yeshua is our Lord. And He is our, I think the Bible in several places refers to Him as our all in all. And we sang a moment ago, Hosanna. I don't want to offer prizes because I don't like to gamble. But is there anybody here who can tell me what Hosanna means? Give me your best guess. Somebody said something. I can't hear you. Praise the Lord. 
Anybody else? Hosanna? Hallelujah means praise the Lord. So what does Hosanna mean? Got me? God saves. Closer. Closer. Um, It's actually Hosanna, Hoshiana in the Hebrew. Hoshiana in the Hebrew. Hoshia, we know, sounds a lot like Yeshua, doesn't it? And so Yeshua means the Savior. And or or the one who saves and and uh, so Hoshia does mean save us. But what is na? Hoshia na, Hosanna. What is na? Anybody got na? Now in the Bible it's translated now. In modern Hebrew it's translated please. But this is. You know, language is not just a word-for-word transfer. Language is an understanding of a culture. And I want to teach you something about the Israeli mindset or the Hebrew culture. Because in Hebrew, when you say please, you mean please. Now. So, save us, please, was what... These were the words that Yeshua entered Jerusalem on the back of a donkey. They were laying palm branches in his path and crying out, Hoshiana, save us now, save us please. And a week later, a week later to the day, they were shouting, crucify him. Things can change in this world, can't they? You know, God takes about 40 chapters of the Bible to talk about His tabernacle, His temple. 40 chapters of the Bible, parts of the book of uh, Exodus, almost the entire book of Leviticus, parts of Numbers, few verses of Deuteronomy, to talk about His tabernacle and and yet we get accused as believers in Messiah Yeshua of incorporating the Old Testament into our faith in a backward kind of way. Traditional Judaism says, oh, you just made those stories up about the Savior to match the Old Testament scriptures. You made sure that your Savior matched the prophecies for the the one who is to come. It's, uh, they liken it to hitting a target when you shoot an arrow. The best way to hit a target every time, draw the target after you shoot the arrow. You're always dead center. I just want to give you a little evidence that it's not true. We all know the names of the 12 tribes of Israel, the 12 sons of Jacob. Is that right? We all know them? I mean, hard-pressed, you could come up with a handful out of the 12. And I just wanted to give you a little lesson, and then we'll be done, of how those names, which are chosen usually by the mother, but sometimes by Jacob himself, those names are chosen, and they tell a story of the life of the believer. They tell If you're a believer in Messiah Yeshua, those 12 names 
tell your story. And you could tell your life history according to the translation of the 12 names of the tribes of Israel. Would anybody like to know that today? You're in. You should never have said sure if you didn't mean it. Let's move to the... uh, I'm going to give it to you the way it's described according to the breastplate of the high priest. There are four rows of three names on each row. And here they're written from, I think, right to left, according to the way Hebrew is written. At the end, I'll give them to you the other way from left to right because I'm going to remove the Hebrew and just give you the translation, I think. So who is the firstborn son of Jacob? Firstborn son, also known as Israel. Is that right? Jacob had his name changed. Now, this is a great name change. I, I better take my watch off and watch the time. I preached in a Baptist church once. They had the clock built into the podium. I went, whoa, you people are serious. I also let them know that I didn't think that John the Baptist was really the first Baptist, which they did not agree with. And uh, hence my nickname, the Equal Opportunity Offender. But I'll, I'll watch this. Um, firstborn son, Jacob, Jacob had this name change. There we were. Now, Yaakov is not a complimentary name. He was born holding on to the heel of his brother. Is that right? And Akev is the word heel. And Yaakov is a form of that name. They named him heel or reluctant or dragging his feet or digging in his heels or rebellious. Those are all possible translations of the word for heel. Uh, If you study it out in the Latin, you'll come to the conclusion, I'm right. (laughs) You want to call him heel? You want to call him? His name shall be rebellious. Jacob. Yaakov. His name gets changed after he wrestles with the angel of the Lord to Yisrael. The Y in the front is a third person future tense marker in Hebrew. He will be. Asar is a prince. And El is God. He will be Yisrael. He will be a prince of God. And his sons become the 12 tribes of Israel, of Yisrael, the prince of God. So the first son is named Reuven in Hebrew, Reuben. And Ben is a son. Does everybody know that? You know that, right? Ben is a son. So what is Reu? We see. We see the son. He was named by Leah. It means behold a son. And isn't that the first chapter of your life as a believer in Messiah Yeshua? The first thing you do in your life with the Lord is you see the son. You have to start with seeing the son. 
There's a lost world out there. They cannot see the sun. They are blinded. The Lord has to open their eyes and they see. Wonderful story of the testimony of all those first-time professions of faith. And I've been to the Bahamas, and you're right. There's a, a large area of the Bahamas that's very destitute. And you do attract a crowd. And uh, a great testimony for those first-time believers. But as first-time believers, the first thing that happened to them is they had to have their eyes open to see the sun. Step two, Shimeon. Anybody ever heard of the Shema in Hebrew, Deuteronomy 6.4, Hear, O Israel? Shema, Shimeon, is a form of that word Shema. Listen to him. We have to listen to the sun. We see the sun, we listen to the sun. Now we've got our, our senses are working, our eyes are working because we see, our ears are working because we hear, and then Levi and it's actually spelled in an interesting way. If you look at it in the Hebrew, it's spelled with a vav. And lamed vav means to him. And Levi means you be connected to him. We see him, we hear him, and we're connected to him. That's the first line, the top line of the high priest garment of the um, the the pocket of a breastplate. Does that make sense? We good? Then we better move along. <laughs> Yehuda. Yehuda, Judah. It means a praiser of Yah. Once we come to a place where we see the sun, we hear the sun, we're connected to the sun, what are we going to do? Just sit on our hands and pretend we don't know anything? Pretend that nothing's changed? No, we're going to raise our hands. We are going to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yehuda. And then Dan. Judgment comes into our lives. Dan is the Hebrew word for judgment. Rachel said God has judged. And uh, you say, well, I thought we passed out of judgment. We do pass out of judgment, but we begin to judge ourselves. Has that happened? Has that happened to you? Have you come under conviction? Another way to say, I'm judging myself. Come under conviction. And then, naphtali is the Hebrew word for wrestling. And we, we wrestle with... I think in this particular case, I was looking this up, um, Bilha, it was actually uh, uh, Leah's uh, midwife, I think, who said uh, that, that this was a wrestling with, uh, with her, her sister. In fact, no, it was, it was Ra- Rachel. No, it had to be Leah. It was Leah. Anyway, it was, it was a wrestling with her sister. And so, the second line means, the second three names, you will praise the Lord, you will judge in rightness, righteousness, and you will wrestle in the Spirit with man and prevail. 
Anybody had to wrestle? Anybody had, since you've known God, have you come into a time of spiritual wrestling? I believe that's true for all of us. None of us get a pass on any of this. Third line, God. Now, this is an interesting line. In itself, the third line, I believe, speaks of three different types of riches, body, soul, and spirit. Asher means joy or happiness. Gad is, uh, it's translated a troop, and it also is a form of increase. Back in biblical times, uh, you would measure wealth by the number of fighting men that you could bring together into your army. And so it's a, it's a measure of physical wealth. And then Issachar is wages. And what is the wages of sin is death. And so we don't get the wages we deserve. The wages that we deserve are put upon Yeshua who delivered us from a death sentence. And so we have this this whole concept of the fortune or increase of the body, soul, and spirit. A spiritual reward. We deserved spiritual death, and what we get is a spiritual reward. Does this at all sound like the good news to you? I'm preaching the gospel here through the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. Isn't We are big on the gospel message here, is that right? And then in the last line, in the fourth line, Zebulon, it's a dwelling. And Yeshua said, I will go and prepare a place for you. This This is where we're starting to wrap things up. We're going to dwell with the Lord. And then Yosef, Joseph, it means increaser. Is that right? It's actually, uh, anybody, if you're familiar, never mind. It just means additional. It means to be added. Yosef means to be added. Um, And so... uh, God will add by taking away our reproach, according to the words of Rachel. And then Rachel actually died in childbirth. She died giving birth to Ben-Yamin. Ben, again, we know means the son. Yamin is the right hand, the right side, the right-handed son, the son of the right hand. She called his name Ben-Oni, but his father, Jacob, Israel, called him Benjamin, the son of the right hand. And so we go from the beginning of beholding the son to actually being with the Lord at the right hand of the father. We become Benjamin, even as Yeshua himself is the reality of Benjamin, Benjamin. Oh, any questions? I just wanted to close with a a little thought. Um, 
I'm very thankful to be here. I, I got here on uh, Friday afternoon, and, and Frank and Pat uh, have treated my wife and me like royalty. I'm really glad that Ann's with me uh, today. Um, she is a hero for me. Um, she's faced an awful lot of uh, physical challenges and surgeries, and um, it's a little bit like, uh, I'm going to get in trouble for this later, it's a little bit like Humpty Dumpty, uh, because they just can't put her back together again, and it just hadn't worked right. Um, there, now I'm in trouble. Um, after 38 years, how much, tr- how much more trouble can I be in? Um, but I, I didn't give you this scripture on the overhead, but I, I do want to pray it over you. It's Ephesians 1 and verse 15. And it follows a little bit through Ephesians 1 beginning in verse 15. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Yeshua and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Yeshua the Messiah, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of His calling, what are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of His power towards us who believe according to the working of His mighty power, which He worked in the Messiah when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at His right hand in the heavenly places." far above all principality, power, and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet, verse 22, and he gave him to be the head over all things to the body, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Father, I pray the blessing of the fullness of all of the 12 tribes on this community of faith. Bless, O God, these who hear and these who connect to these who hear, that your presence will be everlasting and all-powerful and that there will be no place for the enemy, but that you, Lord, will be glorified In all things in this place, we bless in the name that is above every name, Yeshua HaMashiach. We all agree and say, Amen. Amen. Well, I wish I could have taught that, but I can't. The, uh, The Hebrew language... Is a, it, it's a very tricky language. And you may not realize this, but the Ivy League, universe, the Ivy League schools like <clears throat> Harvard, Princeton, those type of schools, 
that used to be a prerequisite way, way back that you had to learn Hebrew. And uh, there are reasons for that. <clears throat> Personally, I think when we get to heaven, we're going to speak Hebrew and Greek. <laughs> no, it's just a joke. Just a, that was a bad joke because the Bible's written mostly in Hebrew and Greek. So we're going to take, a, we're going to take an offering, an honorarium uh, to Michael and his ministry. And now um, some of you may have not come prepared. I understand this. And usually my wallet's bare because my wife's got all my money. <laughs> Uh-oh. But it's the truth. <laughs> and so... And so uh, what, you, what you want to do is just put an IOU, and we'll, we'll cover your IOU, and then when you can afford to pay it, just pay us back, okay? We get stiffed very seldom. So um, while you're doing that, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you about a few things. It's interesting what the Lord is doing around here. Um, God is definitely in charge of Grace Christian Fellowship. I'm telling you, I'm beginning to see more and more and more the, the lordship of Christ in this house. And as, we, as, we, as we're unfolding things, um, you'll be seeing this more and more. I believe at our last elders meeting, we, we talk, just barely talked about a little bit, but it's unfolding more and more and more. And we have, we have such a good leadership team. The elders of this, of this congregation, I wouldn't trade them. I wouldn't trade them. The, the staff that we have, the elders, the deacons, we have good ministry heads. We have faithful ministry heads. You know, we have faithful people in this congregation. Faithful people. And you folks are not... Uh, let's pick up the offering while I'm talking, please. Okay? And um, I'm so proud of this congregation. So proud of this congregation. And... Uh, you're just special people. I want you to know that. You're special people. The, uh, in, in one of the spheres that I travel in, they talk about you know, Messianic Judaism. Um, <clears throat> they talk about churches that are beginning to get it. I said, my church already has got it. Because they understand a lot, of these, a lot of these truths. Some of you are still trying to wrestle with them a little bit, but... Have faith that we're not leaving you into darkness. We're leaving you into light. Okay? So, <clears throat> we're, we're a blessed people. We really are. We're a very blessed people. And uh, let's all stand together. God wants to bless you. And he says to Aaron, he says, bless the people this way. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Peace in your heart as you serve Christ. As you make him the Lord of your life in every areas of your life. In Jesus' precious name. We all said, amen. amen, amen. God bless you. I love you a lot. Listen, if you have a special prayer need, come on forward. We'll be glad to pray for you. Otherwise, we've got coffee in the back, and I think we've got some good carbohydrates back there. I'm not sure, but enjoy your day. Amen.